The confetti is hanging high and ready to come down on the field. The championship swag is over on the sidelines, ready to be taken out of the box and distributed to all the winning teams. Oh, you can feel it. Oh, it's here. It's championship weekend of college football and here on the y'all kickoff show we're going to get you ready for all of the championship saturday action it's going to be a fantastic day we've got some monster games games that are certainly going to decide who's going to get the invitation on sunday to go play in the college football playoff hello there i'm john rawl and i will be sitting here as your narrator for the next two hours on this the championship weekend edition of the y'all kickoff show programming note next week on the y'all kickoff show it will be our final y'all kickoff show for the whole year it'll be our bowl preview edition we'll walk through every single bowl and we'll give you the lowdown of where you can watch it where it will be played also what time and in a special section of the y'all kickoff show the bowl edition we'll have general gridiron weigh in with all the big picks for the bowls of 2019 stretching into 2020 so we're, we got it all covered for you right here on the y'all show our website is yall.com and you can go there and find incredible information about the south each and every day it is the ultimate guide to the south y'all.com and here at the y'all kickoff show we're proud to be partnered up with y'all where this show right here is the y'all kickoff show but each monday through thursday yours truly gets to host the y'all show we just take the kick off out of it and make it just the y'all show and we mix in college football amongst other great things like travel barbecue news political talk yeah we even talk impeachment hearings on the y'all show each and every monday through thursday and we do music talk it's just everything southern all put into one big happy place and we're happy to do that here and if you aren't able to get it on a local radio station and we need your help on that going into 2020 let us let us uh, let us get to your area help us out though let us know who we need to talk to to get on local radio stations across the southeast we're trying to grow this thing more than kudzu in 2020 and we need all the help we can get it and if you're a local radio station please consider airing this daily two-hour show that's all about the south there's nothing else out there like it you don't need to have in 2020 all day all night talk about politics you need to mix in a little political talk with a little barbecue talk and a little country music talk and some sec football and basketball and baseball talk as well as acc talk yeah we do it all right here on the y'all show slash y'all kickoff show our podcast options are the iHeartRadio app the apple tune the apple podcast app and the tune in radio app that's where you can listen to the y'all kickoff show or the y'all show anytime you want free of charge awesome way to stay atop of what's going on what's going on on this y'all kickoff show championship weekend edition we're going to walk through the entire lineup of all the games going on here on this football saturday in just a moment but then we'll switch over later in the hour to what's going on in the acc as cbs sports digital's jonathan lifeite is going to be dropping by and we're going to get what's going on in charlotte with the virginia cavaliers making their first appearance in the acc championship game taking on a team that's 
quite familiar with going up to Bank of America Stadium. That's the Clemson Tigers. Virginia and Clemson. That's your ACC title game on Saturday evening from Charlotte. And we'll break that down with Jonathan Lifite of CBS Sports Digital. Plus, Mr. Lifite's going to quietly or, or, or proudly, not just quietly, he's going to quietly do it in a very great way, okay, if that makes sense. He's going to tell us all about the other news and notes coming from the ACC. So stay tuned for that jonathan live fight coming up and before the hour is up it's our old friend general gridiron coming on to give us his championship weekend predictions oh can't wait to hear especially what he's got to say about that game at the mercedes-benz stadium in atl that general gridiron at the end of this hour when we get into the second hour of today's y'all kickoff show our barbecue and big 12 barrister is going to be back on with us and he's going to tell us a little bit about hey we just had thanksgiving last week what do you do with all those leftovers and i'm actually going to start the segment out asking a big question that i'm not sure the barrister knows a question that we all need to know the answer to so we'll discuss that plus switch over to big 12 football talk it's going to be a great one in arlington as baylor goes for revenge against the oklahoma sooners as remember just a couple of weeks ago ou went into waco and at mclean stadium came back from i think it was 25 points down to beat the unbeaten Baylor Bears and now these one loss teams get together in Arlington and perhaps just perhaps the winner could somehow sneak in the back door and get into the college football playoff we'll discuss that and a whole lot more other big 12 news with Matt Hermans in hour number two then we'll go to Tuscaloosa Ryan Fowler host of Tide 100.9's The Game that's a four-hour daily sports talk show in Tuscaloosa that covers Alabama Crimson Tide football we'll get his take on this weekend's SEC championship game going on in Atlanta between LSU and the Georgia Bulldogs plus we'll find out what's going on at the Capstone what's going on with Tua Tagovailoa's injury is Nick Saban is the dynasty over is he heading out the door any second is he going to take that job at the University of Mississippi I'm really getting people really fired up now like what you never know Nick Saban never know and we'll get all the other crimson and white news from Ryan Fowler in our SEC spotlight coming up in hour two. Plus, we'll wrap up today's Y'all Show with a quick look at all of the FCS playoff games going on here this weekend. It's round two, and almost every single game is taking place west of the Mississippi River this weekend. The Southeast is not all that represented that well in the FCS playoffs. And I don't know what happened. The Southern Conference took it on the chin with Walford and Furman losing last week. A couple of Southland teams are in it, though, to their credit they got some tough games though some of them way out west we'll tell you about all that in the college football lanyard portion of the y'all kickoff show looking at the fcs playoffs as they try to work their way to frisco texas for the national championship of one double a in early january we'll walk all that with you in hour number two hey what is on tap here this championship weekend a quick look at the schedule friday night lights in levi stadium in santa clara is the pac-12 with their championship utah and oregon and a lot of people say if utah can win they can possibly sneak into the college football playoff as georgia might go down to lsu and i had to kind of go back to paul feinbaum i don't like to give him a lot of credit but paul feinbaum pretty much said that if utah wins and if oklahoma wins and georgia loses sorry utah it's going to be oklahoma that utah 
doesn't have a chance when compared to Oklahoma. It's a it's an eye test is what it is. According to Mr. Paul Feinbaum, Feinberg, <laughs> Memphis's own. And that's just his take. But Utah, if they go into Levi's and just put the pants all over Oregon, I don't know about Mr. Feinbaum. Utah could make a, a big case. Remember, they did lose to USC earlier in the season, and that was not a good loss for them. Georgia's had a bad loss to South Carolina. However, that was in overtime. And Oregon, their loss was they've had two losses, one to start the season against Auburn, and then they lost at Arizona State the other week. They're they're not in contention for a national championship. But Utah needs to win this one and win this one big on the Friday Night Lights. Now let's get into Saturday's lineup. And it's going to be a good one right from the get-go as Baylor and Oklahoma play at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. This is a 12 noon, 11 central kick on ABC. You got two teams in the top 10 and perhaps, perhaps, especially in Oklahoma's case, with a big win, they can sneak in the back door and get into the college football playoff. We'll have to see. Matt Rule's Bears have been very good, been very lucky, but lucky counts in college football. And we'll just have to see if they can get the revenge there in the Metroplex against the Sooners. It'll be a good one right there on ABC. Now, in the Sun Belt, Appalachian State and Louisiana Lafayette have a carbon copy matchup of what they did last year. These two teams got together in Boone, same time of year, same scenario, competing for the Sun Belt Championship, and App State won that one. This year, App State is even better. App State's number 21 in the land. This game is going to be on ESPN from Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone, set for a 12 noon, 11 central kick. Look for the Mountaineers to punch their ticket to a pretty good bowl game with this victory. And I think it's going to be their fourth consecutive Sunbelt Conference title. Not bad for a team that five years ago was in the FCS Southern Conference. What a job they've done there. And we've seen Scott Satterfield take that Appalachian State job to greater job opportunities, i.e. head coach at Louisville. And Elijah Drinkwitz is the coach there in Boone right now, and he's got his App State team with only one loss. They lost to Georgia Southern, but remember, this is a team that beat both Carolinas. They beat the Tar Heels, and they beat the Gamecocks. And if they can beat these Cajuns, they will be Sunbelt Conference champions once again central michigan the chippewas they had a horrible season i think it was two years ago might have even been last year i think they were one and eleven the chippewas out of mount pleasant michigan and they're in the mac championship game here this weekend i'm glad the mac championship game has moved from their usual friday night spot to a saturday contest this is a high noon 11 central kick from ford field home of the detroit lions and there'll be more action i'm sure and more fun in this game than what you'll see at a Lions game. ESPN2 is where you'll find this one as Central Michigan is going to play the Red Hawk Indians, Redskins of the University, or rather, not University, of the Miami University of Ohio. Yeah, Mr. Ben, Ben, Gentle Ben here, his alma mater, where he was the coach, Roethlisberger's who we're talking about, as Miami of Ohio, Central Michigan is your MAC championship contest here at high noon, 11 Central. UAB is back Back in the CUSA Championship, and they'll be taking on Lane Kiffin and the Florida Atlantic Owls. Is Lane Kiffin going to stick around Boca Raton next year? He's getting a lot of name talk about him, and we'll find out if he's going to be back along the beach next year or taking.
making possibly an SEC opening. Maybe that's already happened. UAB and Coach Clark, great job once again. This is the game set for CBS Sports Network at 1.30 Boca Raton time, 12.30 Birmingham time from FAU Football Stadium there in Boca Raton. The Owls and the Blazers for CUSA Supremacy. A rematch of all rematches. UC, the Bearcats, ranked number 20 in the country, will be right back at the Liberty Bowl to take on Mike Norvell and the Memphis Tigers. ABC is broadcasting the AAC Championship, and this will be from Liberty Bowl Stadium in Memphis, set for a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick. Both of these teams in the top 20, it ought to be a dandy as the Americans going to decide a new champion. Remember, Memphis has played UCF the last couple of years and lost down in Disney World. Now they get to do this right outside of Graceland. And Cincinnati, which just went into the Liberty Bowl, the Black Friday game, and got hammered in the fourth quarter, and Memphis emerged victorious. Now these two teams, eight days later, get back together, and ABC's broadcasting this one. Again, a 2.30 Memphis time kick. Let's talk about the Mountain West Conference. Boise State and Hawaii, they got together in October. They get back together now at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho, for a game set for 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on ESPN. Congratulations to the Rainbow Warriors. Aloha. They're back in a championship scenario that's been about 10 years since they won a championship, and that was a whack championship. And now Hawaii and Boise State battle for the MWC. This is a game set for 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock central again this is on espn virginia and clemson are on abc for a championship game that's not exactly the most exciting one only because clemson's so darn good the tigers at number three in the country virginia the who's at 23 first time bronco mendenhall's cavaliers have played in an acc championship game this is at bank of america stadium in uptown charlotte 7 30 charlotte time 6 30 central kick on abc a lot of orange and a little bit of purple and blue in the stands for these two teams who are founding members of the acc in the big 10 ohio state and wisconsin have a battle on fox remember wisconsin went into the horseshoe uh early october i think it was just after they lost to illinois and they got hammered by osu and that one and this little rematch has ohio state ranked number one in the country and wisconsin is at number eight fox has this one eight o'clock indianapolis time kick on from lucas oil stadium and finally in the sec a top four matchup kirby smart and the george bulldogs they're back in the sec championship for the third consecutive year and they'll go for another victory in this game this time they got coach o and the lsu bio Bengal tigers lsu number two in the land this is a four o'clock eastern three o'clock central kick on a or rather on cbs from mercedes-benz stadium oh this is a good one here this is going to be one of the great ones I, I just see it coming now lsu is a dominant team if you don't believe me just go ask texas a&m georgia they got something to prove. They they know they can't afford to lose this one. If LSU loses, I'm not so sure they're going to get shut out of the college football playoff. But Georgia is they 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 want that national title. It's been since 1980 since the dogs have hoisted a natty, and this is their opportunity. But they got to win against Coach Orgeron, Gold Tigers again. SEC championship game on CBS starts at four o'clock Atlanta time, and that's a quick rundown of what's on tap here on this football Saturday. A championship Saturday in college football. When we come back on the Y'all Kickoff Show, stay tuned. Jonathan Lifeite from CBS Sports Digital and the
the 24-7 Sports Network is dropping by with news and notes from the Atlantic Coast Conference, and he'll set the scene for that Saturday night battle between the Virginia Cavaliers and the Clemson Tigers from Bank of America Stadium. All that ahead, and then don't forget, we got General Gridiron coming up here at the end of the hour. You don't want to miss that, what his predictions are for this championship weekend. All that on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Stay with us. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. into the y'all kickoff show and those virginia cavaliers in the acc championship for the very first time congratulations to all the who's fans hey it's pretty good to be a virginia cavalier fan right now would you agree they got a team in the acc championship for the first time going to a good bowl and remember it was just a few months ago they became national champions of college basketball so way to go uva and we're here on the Y'all Kickoff Show to talk about the Who's and all of the ACC teams. Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital is joining us now, and he's also with the 24-7 Sports Network. We've got some ACC news and notes to get through before we look a little closer at this championship game between Virginia and the Clemson Tigers. But we don't want to discount the fact it's now official. Every Coastal Division member has gone to the ACC championship 
yeah, I believe that would be the uh, sextumvirate or something like that. But yeah, in the last seven years, there have been seven different coastal champions. Every single team uh, in the last seven years has now represented in the in the, in the championship game. If that isn't uh, uh, if that isn't the definition of parity, I don't know what is. But uh, very very uh, strange goings on there. I believe he went back and looked at the first. Uh, roughly 10 years or so of that i think it was pretty much everybody it was georgia tech and duke i mean excuse me georgia tech and virginia tech i think duke had one one appearance in there somewhere but by and large it was those two teams and now we go uh in the last seven years and it's been every single one of them yeah and what's amazing that in this seven year period you haven't had a repeat yet it's been one team after another team after another team and this year the lucky winner the Virginia Cavaliers. Again, we'll talk more about that matchup in a second with Jonathan Leifheit. We know from the conclusion of last week's game, there's already been at least one firing within the ACC as Coach Adazio has been dismissed at Chestnut Hill. He will no longer be the coach of the Boston College Eagles. Jonathan, we talked before that we thought he would be able to survive. What happened there? Yeah, well, I think they just finally, uh, we, I thought he was kind of on the, you know, borderline on the hot seat, but, uh, apparently he was further on the hot seat than I thought. But, uh, Boston College did get bowl eligible on Saturday. So it was kind of a curious deal. I guess they had already made their minds up prior to Saturday or else, you know, I, you wouldn't have seen the firing happen when it did. So, um, but, you know, Boston College hasn't been, has really hasn't been the same since Matt Ryan left. And uh, they had a pretty good run for like 2004 to 2008. But since then, it's been one mediocre year after another or or even a poor year. You know, you had uh, Frank Spaziani years, and uh, he didn't do so well there either. Well, we call what happened Black Monday. A lot of coaches were dismissed on Monday of this week in college football. A few even jumped the gun and got fired before Monday. Do you think Adazio is going to be the only coach from the ACC that will not be back in 2020? Well, uh, yeah, I, I believe that's the case. I mean, he was the, you know, it, it, you look at, uh, if you go down the Atlantic side, uh, there's really nobody else. Uh, they've already said Dave Doran will be returning at NC State. He's one that had a, had a bad year. Dino Babers is fresh, you know, last year had a 10 win season. He's not going anywhere. Uh, nobody on the uh, coastal side, you know, Manny Diaz is going to be on the hot seat heading into next year. Um, already and uh, of course uh, we already had florida state firing taggart earlier this year so i think that pretty much uh you know most of the the teams either had a good season last year and gonna they're gonna continue to to kind of they'll get a little little cushion or they're you know early on first year coaches so you know you got collins at georgia tech diaz at miami you got satterfield at uh at uh uh, louisville Uh, those are all first year matt brown at unc uh, none of them are going anywhere uh, next year. Uh, Justin Fuente, you know, they put together a good enough run to save to keep his job pretty safe uh, for another year. Um, so I just don't see anybody else uh, at this point going anywhere, as far as I can tell. But currently, we have two openings in the ACC, as you have Adazio at BC, and the FSU position still is open. That is correct, and I think that's the way it'll stay. All right, we should. 
you mentioned Dave Doran's going to be able to hold on in Raleigh after a disastrous 2019 season. Well, some changes are going to happen for the pack as assistant coach, the defensive coordinator there for NC State. Dave Dorn has decided to relieve Dave Huxtable of his duties at NC State. He'd been the coordinator since 2013, and he was let go on Black Monday. Do you see that being a, a positive for NC State going forward? Well, uh, probably is. I, I will tell you that um, I've watched uh, Dave Huxtable defense in the, in the past at Georgia Tech, and uh, was none too impressed. So I think I, I never have been that impressed with him as a, as a defensive coordinator. So as far as I'm concerned, it will give them an opportunity to upgrade. That doesn't necessarily mean they will upgrade, but it'll at least pr- provide them the opportunity to upgrade. The ACC announced the All-ACC team this week. First team offense, no surprise, quarterback Trevor Lawrence of the Clemson Tigers. Travis Etienne of Clemson also on this first team offense at a running back position. BC's A.J. Dillon, the other running back, couple of wide receivers, Sage Surratt of Wake Forest, T. Higgins of Clemson, and Tutu Atwell of Louisville's on the team. Brevin Jordan of Miami, Joe Reed's on there, as well as Tremaine Ankrum of Clemson, McKay Beckton of Louisville, John Simpson of Clemson, John Phillips of Boston College, and Jimmy Morrissey of the Pitt Panthers on first-team offense. Jonathan Leifite, 247sports.com, is with us. The first-team defense for the ACC. The ACC honors coming in this week. Gregory Rosso of Miami's on there, as well as Carlos Basham of Wake Forest, Jalen Twyman of Pitt, Marvin Wilson of FSU, Isaiah Simmons of the Clemson Tigers, first-team defense, Chad Surratt of North Carolina, Shaquille Quarterman of the Miami Hurricanes, Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech, A.J. Terrell of Clemson's on there, as well as safety, Paris Ford of Pitt, and another safety Tanner Muse of Clemson. Your specialists include Nick Skiba of Wake Forest, Sterling Hoffricker of Syracuse, and you also have Joe Reed of Virginia, a specialist on the all-ACC team. Jonathan, I didn't see a single yellow jacket on that team, and there may have been some other omissions. Yeah, uh, you know, they did have the yellow jackets to get four on the uh, honorable mention area. Um, but, uh, yeah, not surprisingly, uh, the list is heavily dominated by Clemson. I think what was their total for the whole list was something like 16 players that, that made it. I think we um, call it a bunch. Yeah, a bunch. Uh, I think the other surprising thing was the number of players on uh, Wake Forest that actually uh, managed to make it. I think they set a school record for the number of uh, all ACC uh um, honorees uh, for 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 their program. So uh, congratulations to them. Uh, that's you know a program that traditionally hasn't done that great on the football field, and, and to see them put as many in the in the postseason honors as they did was a was a I think a pretty refreshing. Uh, pretty refreshing thing well things are going well for the clemson tigers as they are back in charlotte for another acc title berth and all indications are they should win that one and go on and play in the college football playoff but jonathan of course virginia may have something to say about it and i know you were kind of a a newbie to the acc when georgia tech entered acc play in the early 80s is that right yeah, I was a newbie, uh, you could say. I, I had just started pulling for the Jackets probably around 1984. Georgia Tech's first season in the ACC um, for football uh, was 1983, as I recall. Um, uh, so uh, I, that's that's when I started pulling for them. Yeah. Well, you may have forgotten this, but I bet you you haven't because you are Mr. ACC. I think it was at least 30 straight times Clemson defeated Virginia in ACC play when they first got together in the conference in the 50s. It wasn't until somewhere around 1990 that Virginia finally beat Clemson. Have you ever heard of that? 
Yeah, actually, it was twenty nine straight. Okay, twenty nine straight. And uh, you're you're correct. And then in uh, in nineteen eighty nine was the last was the last game in that streak. And then in nineteen ninety, um, they actually beat them. I believe it was a score of twenty nine to twenty eight, which was kind of ironic given the uh, uh, the twenty nine game win win streak. And uh, Frank Howard used to actually uh, coach at longtime legendary coach at, at Clemson. Used to refer to to uh, to the Virginia team as white meat <laughs> for his Tigers. Okay. So, it was kind of funny. Well, of course, that 1990 season, Virginia w- went to number one in the poll after they beat Clemson, but a team called Georgia Tech got the best of them there in Charlottesville, and Tech went on to be a champion of the NCAA season that year. But enough about Georgia Tech and Virginia. Let's talk about Clemson some more, Jonathan. They need the publicity. And yeah. <laughs> on, t- on Tuesday, Dabo Sweeney got asked about the comments a certain SEC network host had said about him earlier on a get-up program on ESPN as Paul Feinbaum called Dabo Sweeney the most annoying winner in all of sports. And Dabo wouldn't have any of it as he had something to say about it at his press conference on Tuesday. He actually uh, paid uh, Feinbaum some backhanded compliments. I heard the way I kind of looked at it. it was kind of funny. I, uh, Dabo's uh, response to that was uh, was pretty good. Uh, he basically said, "Yeah, he's good at his job. I like listening to him, and and uh, I, I think Dabo does because he probably uses that to find motivation for his team." Well, again, on Tuesday, Paul Feinbaum was rather active, not against just Dabo Sweeney being a bad winner, but against Nick Saban, pretty much saying that the dynasty in Alabama is coming to an end, is what he tried to say to the viewers of ESPN. But Dabo, again, that backhanded compliment to Feinbaum. And did you hear what Dabo said in the locker room after their big win at Williams-Brice Stadium on Saturday? He pretty much said that Clemson cannot have any losses. Yeah, he did, and 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 you know he's he's probably right. I mean, Clemson gets probably an unfair shake on their schedule. It's not like a, right now the ACC isn't the great as good as they have been, but you know they're still playing a, a pretty tough schedule, and and they're winning all their games pretty handily. So, um, but he's right. You know, you know you look at a team like Georgia that loses to South Carolina, and they're still in the conversation. Had that happened to Clemson. We would not be talking about them being number three. They would, to his point, they would be down probably in the teens somewhere. Um, and uh, so there's a little bit of a double standard going on for them versus some of the others. And and I get where he's coming from on that. I think his his, his sentiment to the press in Columbia after the win over of the Gamecocks was, if we lose, we we go down to like number twenty or thirty in the poll, not one or two spots like we've seen some of these other teams do recently clemson by the way cannot lose this weekend they'll be back at bank of america stadium trying to defend their acc title jonathan what is it five straight years clemson's won the acc and gone on to play for a national championship uh yeah i believe you're right i believe it was 2015 was the first year so 15 16 17 18 and 19 will be five straight i will take back what i said you actually can count so congratulations. <laughs> hey, I have a slide rule. I know how to use it. I'm just kidding with you, sir, Mr. Engineer, and a hell of yeah. a, and a hell of an engineer at that. All right, Virginia, Clemson, it's it's gonna be a seven thirty Charlotte time kick on ABC. What will the Wahoos have to do to make this game even close? Uh poison the Clemson team's food. Okay, well, there are flu bugs going around this week, so there's a chance Clemson could get the flu bug. Yeah, I think that's their best shot right now.
All right, so you're not giving Bronco Mendenhall's boys much of a chance in this one. No, I'm not. They're they're a decent squad, and they're certainly uh, the best of a of a you know mediocre bunch in the coastal. But they're not going to be much match for Clemson. And Clemson's playing with a pretty big purpose right now. They feel disrespected, uh, and they want to show the the voters that they're worthy of a, a higher ranking than three. And uh, they probably are, you know probably are. They probably should be number two, number one. Well, our, memories don't, me. our memory doesn't have to be all that great, Jonathan. We know, if you watch college football, what the 2018 version of Clemson did in the postseason. Is this team this year better than that team? I, I actually think it, it is better. Um, Trevor Lawrence has, has, has improved. Um, he had a kind of a rocky start to the year, but he has been playing well. If you look at them statistically, I believe their defense is number two in the country and their offense is like number three. I mean, how much uh, how much more balanced and, and 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 good can you be than than what they're doing? So, I I do think Clemson is is probably a little better than they were last year. Now, does that guarantee them a, a win in the national championship? No, it doesn't because you know on any given day you may or may not play better, and and somebody may put together the perfect game. So it still requires a little bit of luck and and whatnot. But I I do think this team is. is has the potential to be uh, to be better than than last year. Should be a great evening of football in Mecklenburg County between the Hoos and the Clemson Tigers. Jonathan, that's our ACC championship game, and we will be right back here next week with you to break it all down and walk through where all of the ACC teams will be going bowling in 2019 and in 2020. Thank you, and have a great ACC championship weekend. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. All right, Mr. Lifeite. On the other side of this break, hang on. General Gridiron is dropping by with his championship weekend edition of all of college football's big games. Who is he going to be picking to win these big games and move on to the college football playoff? Well, don't you want to know? I do. Stick around. We'll find out right after this. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football championship weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? Yes, this is college football's championship weekend, where the winding road to the college football playoff will finally be straightened up. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. In the SWAC championship game, Southern at Alcorn State. Since creating divisions and establishing a championship game in 2014, the Alcorn State Braves have tomahawked their way to a division title and a berth in the big game, and have won it three of the five years. The Jaguars from just down the Mississippi and Baton Rouge have a rematch with a chance at SWAC glory for the first time since 2013, and a bowl berth for the first time since 1999. This year's game will be a good one, with the Mississippi representative getting the upper hand. The Generals' victor, Alcorn State. In the Big 12 Championship, Baylor versus Oklahoma. Rematches seem to be a recurring theme this championship weekend. Yes, OU roared back and embarrassed the Baptist Bears in Waco only a couple of weeks back. But that's the Beast's only setback on the schedule, and they won't revenge but let's not forget what's riding on the line for the Oklahomans, and Baylor too. A win at Jerry World and Lincoln Riley's Land Grabbers just might be sitting pretty when the final college football playoff rankings are revealed Sunday. Hey, a win by Baylor, they could be sitting pretty too. And you know, really when it comes to OU, they usually find a way to sneak in the back door. Don't know if that door is going to be left over for the Bears though. The Generals' victor in this one, Oklahoma. Cincinnati at Memphis in the AAC championship game. Talk about rematches. These two just met last Friday at the Liberty Bowl, and now they're back in Midtown Memphis to determine an AAC champ. And the winner's likely headed to a New Year's Six game, the Cotton Bowl. Mike Norvell gets to keep his Tiger team at home for the first time in an AAC championship, aiming for a better result than the last two years' beatings he's had in Orlando. UC will try and do better than their Black Friday performance, but when that final whistle blows in Memphis, Luke Fickle's team will be spent again. The Generals' victor, Memphis. Virginia and Clemson in the ACC Championship. These two old foes joined the ACC when it was created way back in 1953. Clemson went on to win the first 29 meetings in this series, with George Welsh's football hoos finally besting the South Carolina Agrarians 20-7 back in 1990. This 2019 meetup in Uptown Charlotte should be a little bit more evenly matched. But keep in mind, CU in the Valley's pretty good at hoisting natty trophies. And boy, can they sure capture those ACC crowns too. They've won four straight. Bronco Mendenhall's horsemen prance down to Charlotte with their first coastal crown. But that ain't good enough to thwart the Paul's quest to keep strutting back to the promised land. The Generals' victor, the Clemson Tigers. In the MAC Championship in Detroit, Miami of Ohio versus Central Michigan. The MAC is back, at least to having a Saturday Conference Championship game. Motown will once again play host to this big game, as the home state Chippewas already have a war party on patrol at Ford Field. Hey, 20 bucks, can you guess the name of the coach that's led the Mount Pleasant School to an 8-4 record in his first year? Well, that would be one Jim McElwain of Colorado State and Florida Gator fame. Chuck Martin's Redbirds from Oxford, Ohio, are going to try to win their first MAC title for the first time since 2010. This ought to be good. In the end, the Generals' victor will be 
the Miami Redhawks. Still to come on this championship weekend college football forecast, Georgia and LSU meet inside the bins for the SEC pennant. And Lane Kiffin's FAU Owls are staying up all night and day for UAB's trip south to Boca Raton. Those picks are coming up when General Gridiron returns. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over the home of great Gridiron Goliaths, including WQZX FM 94.3, Q94, America's Best Country, in Greenville, Alabama, and in Boonville, Mississippi, WBIP AM 1400, hometown radio since 1950. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the championship weekend football fight. Louisiana Lafayette at Appalachian State for the Sun Belt Championship. Cajuns in the high mountains of western North Carolina. Now, this should be a hoot. Actually, this game is a carbon copy of what we saw a year ago, an 11-point win by the home team at Kid Brewer Stadium. Two head coaches in the conversation of much larger schools looking for head skippers is the sidebar of this bonanza in Boone. Thankfully, a high noon kick will keep the crowd from freezing in them snowy Carolina mountains and propel Team Yosef to his fourth straight Sun Belt title. The Generals' victor, Appalachian State. Ohio State versus Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game. Where's Michigan? Hey, where's Minnesota? Just kidding, Wolverine and Gopher fans. Yes, the Buckeyes blasted that team up north last weekend, and now Whiskey endured the snow to retake Paul Bunyan's axe last Saturday in the Twin Cities. This is a big old game for rookie coach Ryan Day, a win over Bucky Badger, and the Nuts are likely the number one seed in the college football playoff. A close loss in Indy, and they're still likely to be moving on to the national championship frenzy. Justin Fields will ensure OSU won't be biting their nails come Selection Sunday. The Generals' victor in Indy, Ohio State. 
UAB at Florida Atlantic for the CUSA Championship. With all of the cold, yucky weather in Alabama these days, Bill Clark's battling flames from the Magic City, they gotta feel like this is a Florida bowl trip this weekend. Actually, it took a lot of Magic City magic for UAB to return to this conference title game. A three-game win streak to wrap the regular season did just the trick. Third-year FAU coach Lane Kiffin, before he heads to some SEC school and beefs up his bank account, has to get focused on hosting this one at the beach and a hopeful return as CUSA champs. This early game on Championship Saturday will be a close one. The Generals' victor, the visitors' UAB. The Mountain West Conference Championship featuring Hawaii at Boise State. The Rainbow Warriors surf back into the Idaho Mountains for a chance at redemption. A mid-October match with Boise was a 22-point victory for the Wild Hosses. Round two in the Rockies Saturday afternoon will have that old Smurf turf a-smoldering. The Hawaiians are enjoying their first appearance in this game, and they've not hoisted a conference title since a 2010 WAC title. The high altitude's going to play tricks on the Islanders, and BSU will end up riding away with its fourth MWC trophy. The Generals' victor, Boise State. And in the SEC Championship, Georgia versus LSU. Hunker down, dogs. You're back in the Chinese takeout box in downtown Atlanta. Way to go, Kirby and crew. Dem Tigers, it's the first time in the ATL to play in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium for an SEC banner. Way to go, LSU. Both UGA and the Bayou Bengals really want to win this game, but win or lose, they each hope a trip to the college football playoff is being planned for them on Selection Sunday. Jake Fromm against Joe Burrow makes for one sensational Saturday broadcast on CBS. And we can't wait to translate what Coach O has to say, win or lose. A late field goal will do the trick in this one. The Generals' victor, Gold Tigers, LSU. Hey, we've already looked at the big title games taking place across the nation. But hang on to your helmet, there's more around the corner. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our rapid-fire picks of the FCS Playoffs Round 2. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this championship weekend's college football showdowns. Now, it's time to fix bayonets and storm that field with our rapid-fire football forecast. It's the FCS playoffs' second-round matchups. James Madison crowns Monmouth. South Dakota State hops on Northern Iowa. Central Arkansas carves up Illinois State on that purple turf. 
Kennesaw State runs all over Weber State. Montana spanks southeastern Louisiana. Montana State maneuvers past Albany. North Dakota State sneaks by Chase Forcade's Nichols State Colonels. And Austin P gets the winning vote versus Sacramento State in California's capital city. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this Week 15 Championship Weekend of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes Podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Just search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your championship weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to Y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. That'll be all, Y'all. Mr. General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Foretelling, thank you for your great report on all the championship Saturday games. On the other side of this commercial break, hang on. We're going to have our barbecue and Big 12 barrister pay us a visit. Matt Hermans is coming up. Hey, we just had Thanksgiving the other day. I know your refrigerator might be kind of full with leftovers. We've got some important information for you to know about leftovers and maybe how you can get them ready for your big championship weekend. Maybe you're going to have a little tailgate party, literally at a game, or maybe you'll kind of have a faux tailgate party. That's perfectly fine. Maybe you're getting ready for an early Christmas party. We'll we'll take it, whatever the case. Happy Championship Saturday to you. We'll have his barbecue take, and we'll get Matt Hermans to talk about the Big 12 Conference. Baylor and Oklahoma back together again, this time with a championship on the line in Arlington. That plus Ryan Fowler from the Tide 100.9 radio station in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He's got a four-hour show every day all about Alabama Crimson Tide football, and he's going to be dropping by to let us know what's going on with Alabama football. Some real questions now that the Tide lost the Iron Bowl last weekend. Plus, we'll get Ryan Fowler's guess on what's going to happen in this SEC championship game, Georgia and LSU. Plus, college football land yap, a quick look at the FCS playoffs round two. All that in today's second hour of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. The second half of the Y'all Kickoff Show Championship Weekend is upon us. Hello, I'm John Rawl. Thank you for sitting back and taking a good listen to what we've got to say about all of the championship games going on here as the college football season's coming to an end pretty darn soon. But this is going to be a great weekend. We've got some huge games. We've already walked through a few of those in the hour that we just had preceding us. And in this hour, we've got Big 12 football to talk about. We've got SEC football to talk about. Ryan Fowler is coming on with us in just a few minutes to break down Georgia and LSU. Ryan with Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And we'll also, of course, have him weigh in on what's going on with Nick Saban. Is the dynasty over? What's up with Tua's injury? What's up with Alabama going to a bowl game? All that will be discussed in our SEC spotlight of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. And as this hour comes to an end... 
we'll take a quick look around the FCS playoffs as we've got some teams from the south headed all the way out to places like Montana and Central Arkansas has got a big game on the purple and black turf there in Conway, Arkansas. All that ahead in the sports land yap. But right now we begin this hour of the Y'all Kickoff Show looking at Big 12 football. And Matt Hermans is going to be on to kind of break down that Baylor-Oklahoma game in just a second, as well as some other news and notes from the Big 12 Conference. But we have Matt do double duty when he drops by here. And the first thing we always have him do is talk a little food. He's our barbecue barrister. He comes on the Y'all Show, which airs Monday through Thursday, and discusses on Tuesdays what's up with barbecue, grilling, all kinds of good food information. And when we have him up here on the Y'all Kickoff Show, we have him have some of the greatest hits of what he has to say and earlier this week he was on talking about leftovers remember we just had a huge holiday last week we got a big one coming up no not this saturday with college football but there's a christmas holiday coming up and a new year's holiday and and it's going to be so much fun all of which have football to do with the holiday too in addition to the real reason we celebrate but Matt Hermans, we have him come on and talk food and barbecue, and we also mix in a little Big 12 talk with him. And so first things first, in the in, in the honor and in the spirit of Thanksgiving leftovers, we want to talk to him about what to do and the right ways to store it. And I have actually I have a question for Matt Hermans, and so if you don't mind, let me fire away with that. Do you know the recommended temperatures for your refrigerator and your freezer, Mr. Barrister of Barbecue and Big 12 Football? Um, I have a I have a generalized guess. I think your freezer should be uh, uh, somewhere around 30 degrees, and I think the temperature should be somewhere around 40. Am I right? Well, you're a little off. The refrigerator, uh-oh, the, uh-oh. according to the Food and Drug Administration, they recommend keeping your refrigerator at or below 40 degrees. That means, I guess, 33 oh. to 40 because you don't want your stuff in the okay. fridge freezing. All right. So 33 All right. to 40 is where they yeah. recommend And just for you, that's 4 degrees Celsius. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. <laughs> and then for the freezer, the Food and Drug Administration recommends keeping your stuff in the freezer at zero degrees. That's 18 degrees Celsius to keep your food fresh longest and prevent foodborne illnesses. Oh, well. All right. That's cooler than I thought. I was I was right there on oh, the fridge. It uh, is cool. The and fridge, it's it's downright cold. It's downright freezing if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean. But, we, we got, you know, the FDA puts this information out as we have to do something with our Thanksgiving leftovers. We don't want people getting sick. I've been sick before on on some some holiday food before. Didn't I guess it wasn't stored properly, and it's brutal. And you want to prevent foodborne illnesses. Yeah, yeah, for sure you do. That's nothing ruin your, uh, like we said, the most wonderful time of the year than uh, – you know, having a stomach issue that keeps keeps you in a place you don't want to be too often. That's right. And I'm sure you have probably a whole hallway full of the deep freezers in your mm. compound there. You know what? I'm going to shock you. I have no deep freezers. I don't like them. Really? Does that, that surprise you? Does that surprise you? Why do you not like them? Well, I feel like anything goes. I'm not a. I'm I, admittedly, uh, I'm not a hunter. If I was a hunter, I would certainly do that. And the the the, the food that I I'm more of a fisherman uh, and I always eat, eat that fresh so we grew up with deep freezes and I feel like everything goes down in there never comes out again <laughs> and uh, that's what was my experience growing up and uh, it kind of goes to waste so I like to keep fresh stuff in the 
in the fridge. I like to replenish what we have in there every week. And uh, yeah, I feel like uh, whatever I were to stick in that deep freezer would be uh, petrified and gone forever. Man, that's cold. All right, let's segue, Barrister, to some Big 12 talk. And I'm excited when I get to talk college football anytime. When I get to talk about the Big 12 with the Barrister, I'm excited about that. So excited that I think I want to break out and sing a song. A song like, tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. (laughs) And why am I singing that particular song? Well... That is because tie yellow ribbon around Texas football as Tony Orlando has been let go. No, I'm just kidding. It's Todd Todd Orlando. (laughs) I was trying to figure out where you're going with that, then I got it. uh, Yeah, just trying to have some fun here, okay? Seven and five (laughs) is what the Horns wrap up their season with, and in conference play, they were, what, five and four? And Orlando is out as defensive coordinator for the Horns, and UT has reassigned offensive coordinator Tim Beck. What's going on on the 40 acres? Well, I, I usually uh, I usually don't have any breaking news on the show, but um, there's there, there, uh, there's a little bit of news that may be breaking here shortly about the, the please uh, long let me give you the right music the tie a yellow ribbon okay that's not good <laughs> bed yeah, bed for break pretty pretty slick from the Big Twelve news desk let's go to Matt Hurvens take it away Dateline wherever oh man that's a that's a flashback. Uh, sounds there. I remember that from a kid. Uh, well, it, Graham Harrell has been uh, linked to the uh, UT coaching job, and there's some rumors kind of swirling around at this point in time that maybe they've uh, reached an agreement for him to to head from USC, uh, the USC in Los Angeles, back to his home state of Texas to be the offensive coordinator uh, coordinator at the University of Texas. I don't think it's anything official yet, but uh, looks like there's a lot of a lot of smoke there. Graham Harrell, of course, is a former Texas Tech Red Raider, a former uh, four-year uh, standout quarterback for the Red Raiders and back in the, the days of Mike Leach, and also a, uh, a member of the Green Bay Packers as a, uh, a backup to Aaron Rodgers during some uh, Super Bowl years. So uh, he, he's been spent some time at the University of North Texas, moved to the University of Southern California just this last year, and has been... What amounts to the sole bright spot, I think most people would even admit, uh, out west at the, at the University of Southern California football program this year, uh, the offense has shined for USC for the most part, and uh, Graham Harrell has been working with uh, some serious quarterback injuries out there. I think they've uh, been spending a majority of the season playing the third-string quarterback out there. Uh, but it didn't miss a beat. Um, USC's managed to score on everybody they've played, and he's become kind of a hot commodity. So uh, I, I would imagine, uh, my gut tells me that UT, uh, the University of Texas, is striking while the iron is hot there. Uh, Tom Herman understands there's a rumble, uh, and he probably wants to bring back a, a Texas guy with, with not only ties to uh, his home state, but also somebody who probably would prefer to to leave Los Angeles. Comes back, being kind of a, a small town Ennis guy uh, there south of Dallas. So, uh, not official yet, but I would not be surprised if that happens. And probably a pretty good hire for Longhorns. I think they get 
better immediately. And if it does happen, we got to give a shout out to Howard Payne University. Have you ever heard of HPU? I have. West Texas. Yeah. Well, that's the hometown there. Brownwood, Texas of HPU and the hometown of one Graham Harrell. Now, I've got to ask you, Mr. Big 12 Barrister. Harrell is from this spot, roughly an hour and a half southwest of Fort Worth. Stephenville's right around the corner, home of some great quarterbacks. A lot of great quarterbacks come from this West Texas, not even West West Texas, but more close to, to Fort Worth, but not too far to the west of Fort Worth. What's in the water there of Pecan Bayou and other tributaries there to have such great quarterbacks come out of this one specific area? Yeah, there's a long list. Jevin Sneeds from that area. We've talked rest about him peace. recently. Rest in peace, exactly. Uh, there's been a lot um, of quarterbacks and just good football players from there. That is not West Texas. I, you'd call that kind of uh, North Central Texas. Uh, don't don't, a, don't leave of, out Colt McCoy. Yeah, Colt McCoy from uh, – shoot, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but he's from that area as well. Also, uh, Case McCoy, his, his brother, played at the University of Texas. But, um, yeah, um, I don't know what it is. It's kind of a no-man's land. You don't really – it's not West Texas. It's not North Texas. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a little area in there, but it has produced a lot of football, particularly Stephenville, Brownwood. That's a big program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what's in the water. There's something around there. That, in that's, Pecan uh, Bayou. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think um, there's something about that area. They just love their football, and there's been some head coaches come through there. Obviously, Art Bryles, you know, has been uh, had his issues, but certainly no doubt about his his ability to be a head coach. Uh, he's, he's a former Stephenville uh, Yellow Jacket, and uh, as well as uh, Chad Morris. Chad Morris spent some time in that area as well. Obviously, just fired in Arkansas. Who? Yeah, former former pig uh, head coach. Uh, so anyway, yeah, you're right. There's it's a hot spot for Texas high school football. It's weird in the in the state of Texas. You see talent and programs kind of cluster in certain areas, and that's certainly one of those areas. Well, speaking of head coaches and some of these coaches like Chad Morris without a job right now, as we tease starting this segment, Monday is considered Black Monday in college football. A lot of changes happen, including, as we just mentioned, Texas firing defensive coordinator Todd Orlando. Do you anticipate any head coaching changes within the Big 12 here this week? No, no. I think you've got a situation uh, where you've got a lot of new head coaches. You've got some teams that have struggled. Texas Tech obviously struggled. Uh, they've got a new first uh, first year head coach in Matt Wells. Kansas, of course, Les Miles isn't going anywhere. Uh, West Virginia again. Neil Brown's a new coach there. They struggled, but that's a that's a fresh. Still got that new coach smell on him. So uh, no, I don't I don't see Kansas State. Of course, you got to be happy with Coach Kleeman uh, coming out of North Dakota. So no, I don't see anything else happening. Tom Herman would have been a little bit of a surprise if he were. Um, if he were to be fired, although not a shock, uh, but uh, he is, I think, extended his uh, honeymoon there for a bit longer by kind of retooling his coaching staff, which absolutely had to happen after that season. What about so, a, no, I don't, what yeah. about someone like Coach Herman getting wooed to a, another program, let's say an SEC school? There's a couple of openings in that conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I can't see. I think Coach Herman would have to do something at the University of Texas to to kind of warrant that. Um, the bloom is a little bit off the rose there. This this is a guy who was an incredibly hot commodity three years ago. I mean, 
there was not a hotter commodity out there uh, than Tom Herman, uh, based on his resume at Ohio State and um, and his other coaching stops. But no, I think I think there has not been a whole lot of success at the University of Texas. That he's going to have to uh, he's going to have to show something uh, at UT. I mean, this is not a place. This is a place where you can win. Again, it's not Alabama, but it's a place where you can win some football games, uh, particularly in the Big Twelve Conference. So no, I don't I don't see him jumping ship. I think he would have to. Um, I have to put some skins on the wall there at that uh, massive program in Austin first. That's my 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 opinion on that. And in the former Texas head coach department, Charlie Strong fired over the weekend as head coach of the South Florida Bulls, and Mac Brown got his North Carolina Tar Heels in his first year in Chapel Hill to bowl eligibility. They thumped NC State and the Heels off to a bowl game. So yeah, Tom Herman, the pressure's on when you got Mac Brown coming back into coach. <laughs> and going off to a bowl yeah yeah mac brown the uh the lone uh bright spot there a national championship winner in 05 for the university of texas uh, you'd have to go back to daryl Royal before that so yeah i think i think mac is happy to be back in his home state i i would imagine no no no, so, no, no. i've got to correct you he is from cookville tennessee oh okay well you I know guess. where he played college football no, no. I, I was kind of thinking he, he got his coaching start in North Carolina, but um, that's, um, yeah, I guess that's different from being hailing from no, the state. He, sure. he, no, I don't. He is from right there in Cookville, home of Tennessee Tech. You might have heard of TT, double T. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that. good baseball program. Yeah. Very good baseball program. But I think he started his college football career at Vanderbilt, but he transferred to a school called Florida State back in the early 70s. And mm, that, wow. that was not a very good football program when Mac Brown played for the Garnet and Gold. But yeah, that's no. his that's his legacy. He was a Seminole okay. and is from Middle Tennessee. Am I right at least that he he made his uh cut his teeth at the University of North Carolina originally prior to moving to Texas? Is he, that right? He cut his teeth at a school called Tulane. Oh, okay, okay. In okay. the in the 80s Tulane actually had a pretty good season around 1985-86 and that's how he moved from Tulane to unc but i think he was also a coach at appalachian state for maybe one gotcha. year or something like that but gotcha. it was it was gotcha. Tulane that he first said hey, man this guy can go and win at Tulane. we're going to bring him on to unc and, and of course he did a pretty good job there good enough that he got hired on the 40 acres but that's right old coaching news here let's talk about this big 12 championship game it's baylor and it's oklahoma it's high noon eastern 11 central on abc from at&t stadium in arlington texas your thoughts on this big game yeah i am i am excited to see uh see this rematch as much as i've already made my controversial thoughts clear on playing another game at the end of the year but um i am excited to see it if they're going to line up again i'm certainly going to be watching i would uh i've kind of considered oklahoma to be the class of the conference all year and i expected them to beat baylor uh, probably a little bit more convincingly than they did which was a heck of a football game of course the first time uh, but since that time, you know, it's. It, it, I'll admit that the different programs have gone a little bit different directions since that football game, and I didn't know which way they would go. I expected Oklahoma to put their foot down on the pedal, uh, go, you know, foot to floor, and go ahead and just uh, power their way through the rest of the league. Uh, they've struggled a little bit. Uh, they've had uh, they beat Oklahoma State, which seems like they always do, but they. Uh, 
they've struggled a little bit from time to time uh, with some other teams since that time where Baylor has just, again, Baylor has just decided to put their foot to the floor. So it's gone a little bit differently than I, I anticipated, and, and it's changed my kind of my philosophy on this game. I, I, I kind of feel like Baylor getting another shot at Oklahoma uh, may work to their advantage, particularly the way the two teams have played since their first matchup. So, I think Jalen Hurts struggled uh, mightily against the Baylor defense for a large part of uh, the football game, and I expect uh, the Baylor defense to to frustrate him some more. Um, he looked very, uh, very, very human uh, against Baylor. So, uh, Baylor's always going to—they're not going to have a. Uh, they're not a team that's going to go out and score 60 unless apparently against Kansas they can do it then. But they're not they're not an offensive juggernaut per se. The defensive side of the ball is their strength. But Charlie Brewer is a heck of a game manager. He's more athletic than uh, than he gets credit for. And I think Baylor's going to be ready. I expect this game to be as exciting, if not more exciting uh, than the game before, and that would be a tall order. So. Um, 50-50 shot. I, I, I actually would change my opinion a little bit and say I expect Baylor to squeak this one out uh, getting their second shot at Oklahoma just based on how the teams have responded since that first game. But I can't wait. This should be a great, great football game. And this is that early game on ABC starting at 12 noon, 11 central. You mentioned Charlie Brewer. He got dinged up in that Texas game. And forgive me, Matt, I didn't see every single snap of the Baylor-Kansas game. Did he play in that one? Yes, but uh, did not finish the game, as you would imagine. Okay, but he was Uh, healthy to go at the start of that game? Yes, yes, and he should be ready to roll against Oklahoma. I imagine that's a pretty tough guy. Um, and I would imagine there's, <laughs> he's not, you're not going to keep him off the field during that game, especially since he played a little bit uh, uh, at Kansas. So. Okay. He's a tough guy, and so is our own Matt Hermans, our Big 12 barrister. On the other side of this timeout, hey, don't go anywhere. Ryan Fowler is going to be joining us from Tuscaloosa. We've got questions about Alabama Crimson Tide football, and we need Mr. Fowler to answer big questions about the future of crimson tide sports plus we'll get him to weigh in on the sec championship game which sadly for alabama they won't be playing in atlanta this year in that game it'll be georgia and lsu though pretty good representatives of the southeastern conference and we'll find out what he has to say about that matchup all that coming up in our sec spotlight of this the y'all kickoff show Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress you too can come home to a purple mattress by texting offer to 84888 and now for a limited time receive a free purple product with your order when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions 
Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. The Bayou Bengals have a huge opportunity to win the SEC championship for the first time in a bunch of years and move on to the college football playoff where, who knows, they might be the number one seed depending on how things shake out here on this football championship Saturday. Hello, it is the Y'all Kickoff Show. I'm John Rawl, and it's now time to talk a little Southeastern Conference. And we welcome in from Tide 100.9 FM in Tuscaloosa. That is the all-sports station, the only one you'll find in Crimson Tide country. And Ryan Fowler hosts on that radio station, The Game, that airs from 2 to 6 each Monday through Friday, and it's four hours chock full of Crimson Tide football talk. And Mr. Fowler, an old friend of mine and a very frequent guest here on the Y'all Show slash Y'all Kickoff Show, is back to talk Alabama football as well as the SEC championship game, which these Tigers of LSU will be playing in on Saturday evening against the Georgia Bulldogs. And we'll talk about that game with Ryan and a second but ryan let's first dive into what's going on with number 13 for the crimson tide to attack viola as again he went down with that injury at mississippi state questions about him questions about whether he's going to stick around or try to go to the nfl his health his surgeries and more and let's just go right to you and find out what you know about the hawaiian quarterback you know when you listen back at at, at watching tua uh, you know, go down with, with that injury. See, they were able to put it back in place inside the locker room. Now, Bo Jackson, I want to say it took hours and hours to discover that the, the injury that had actually happened. And so when it got, you know, dislocated out of, out of the socket, that the Bo Jackson injury and medicine wasn't as, you know, firm as what it is now with technology and, you know, x-rays and, all those different things. And so I, I think when you look at it, I just think it's a conversation that, that I think we just threw it out because we knew that Bo Jackson had a hit. Because I read that too. I mean, John, it was all over the place. And people had said, you know, it's just like the Bo Jackson injury. Well, I, I started talking to medical professionals and, you know, and, and, and you know, Bo was, 
an outstanding player, 1985 Heisman winner. Uh, really struggled with spelling. That's why they, you know, they named him Bo uh, because of. <laughs> but did he have a hard time in his poultry science class there on the plane? I don't know. I, I, I bet you. I, I bet you Bo never took too many classes at Auburn. I, I would, you know, I, I don't know sociology. I think was really one of their famous uh, majors for athletes. Uh, he's probably know a lot about uh, society trends and things like that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, listen, Bo's a good ambassador for the state. I mean, he's from about 30 miles from here, McAdory, and, you know, Auburn uh, got a good one in him, but uh, I don't think we'll ever have to worry about Bo being in a spelling bee contest. Well, I do. The reason the whole Bo Jackson thing even came out was Bo really never recovered from that injury, and that's what the thinking right, was. Sure. And the thinking was yeah. with Tua, maybe he won't even no, have a professional th- one, career. Yeah, this one I don't think is going to impact the professional career. I, I think now it will it delay it. I don't know. I mean, that's the that's the part that I think a lot of us and you know it, it's really it's it's not about Tua. It's about the you know the NFL because the NFL is about a business. I know we see a football thrown around and you know we see grown men running down the sidelines at four four and four five speed and you know tackling all that. But you got to remember it's a business and and it's about making a profit. And so a general manager and a medical staffer is going to have to sign off on drafting and investing a quarterback that's got a hip injury. And you don't know how he's going to respond. I mean, so that's that's what's going to be really, really kind of kind of unique to see exactly how everything works out. And, you know, I, I don't know what because like I, the NFL draft is so hard to project, even with the guys that are healthy that because you just don't know what a team's going to value and see, they put all these, you know, you see these different mock drafts and, you know, they'll leak stuff out and they'll say, Hey, you know, this guy's this, this guy's this. Well, a lot of that's leaked out for purpose because you, you don't really know where a team values somebody because they don't want to tell you because the guys that are in front of them, they don't want you, the teams in front of them to say, Oh, oh he values this. He's coming up next, but he's going to pick this guy. So you try to, you know, you got to keep that poker face. So it's kind of hard to even project some of the other guys. Well, who's going to do this and who's going to do this and who's going to draft here? And so then when you add the entry, the other variable in here, it really makes it really difficult to pick and uh, determine where these guys are going to be drafted at. So when you add a hip injury like this, who knows at this point? We're talking with Ryan Fowler of Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. You can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan C. Fowler. He hosts the afternoon show on Tide 100.9, the game, and it's four hours of Crimson Tide talk. Well, we want you to talk about some SEC teams besides Alabama, Ryan, but before we make that transition, the two big questions for Alabama fans right now, in addition to Tua, is Nick Saban going to kind of keep this staff together? Is he going to be back as well in 2020? And any guess on where the tide will be going bowling? Well, the bowl thing is a little bit of a challenge. I mean, it's 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 just so hard. That's another one of those projections. You know, there's about five different possibilities. But see, there's so much that's still to be determined in the the ranks of you know, think about it. I mean, just for a couple of minutes. Well, you got, well, where does Ryan Fowler want to go? You want to go to Shreveport? Is that what was that what I'm detecting? Well, no, no. We went to Shreveport in 2007, and Nick Saban promised that we would never go back there. I think 10 wins will probably get them into a New Year's Six Bowl, but it all depends on what happens this weekend. Like, 
okay, does does Oklahoma get beat by Baylor or do they beat Baylor and you know they're able to slot in that fourth spot? Then you know is Georgia able to beat LSU or does LSU beat Georgia? I mean, there is just a million. No, I, I don't say a million, but there's a lot of scenarios that you know Alabama could be matched up you know with Michigan in the Citrus Bowl or the Orange Bowl or uh, you could look at. You know, the Sugar Bowl, if you know if the SEC gets two teams in the college football playoffs, that would take a Georgia victory over LSU. But then you back up and you look at the Cotton Bowl. Well, Alabama could be matched up with, you know, a team like, I mean, you know, there's been some discussion about Memphis. Would would they be qualified uh, enough to go to a big bowl like that? So they're, right now, they're, I, the, the point, and, and this is what's going to be really, really hard for Alabama fans because they're so accustomed to playing in national title games is how do you get fired up to go play, you know, in some bowl game that it it matters, but it really, I mean, I, I, we say it matters, but does it matter on, on the grand scheme of things? You know, Nick Saban told us about four years ago, five years ago, no, even longer than that, seven years ago when college football playoffs were in, was introduced. He said that we will give up, that we'll only focus on the college football playoff games. And he's been dead on the money because we really only care about those four teams, and that's it. When was the last time Alabama went to a bowl that wasn't one of the so-called New Year Six Bowls? Well, you just have to let me just do the the calculations. Well, you went Uh, to Alabama, not Auburn, so you should be able to spit this thing out. Come on, man. So – so 2010 we played in a in a bowl game that was not a you know a national championship implication and uh was that the one in Orlando? Yes, let's see. Hold on. No, I no I don't think it was Orlando. I think that was um Let's see. Where was that at? I, I don't. I, I'm. It's I'm been to, so long. It, you forgot. No, you, you've, you've maybe it was, a- answered my question. No, maybe maybe it was the Cotton Bowl. I think is what it was. It was 2010. I mean, that's been. A, I mean, you remember? We I mean, realize how many bowl games we played. All right, 2011 we played LSU in the Sugar Bowl. 2012 we would have played Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl, and we beat those guys like what was it 42 to 14? Big Eddie Lacy and the national champion winning team, and then 2013. They played Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl in 2013. That was following that kick six down at, down at Auburn. 2014, we would have played Ohio State, which went on to win the national title. That would have been down to the Sugar Bowl as well. Ezekiel Elliott ran all over Alabama. And I say ran all over Alabama. They were able to win, and they went on to win the national title. And then 2015, we went to Arizona and well, actually went to Cotton Bowl, beat Michigan State, went to Arizona, beat Clemson, and that was a national title with Derrick Henry's Heisman winning campaign. 2016, we would have went to Tampa. Clemson beat Alabama there. 2017, we would have went to New Orleans to play the Sugar Bowl and uh, got a win, and then we went on to win the two, yeah, 2017, we would have won uh, the game, and that would have been, well, I guess it, yeah, it would have been against the Georgia. Two, 2017 and 2018, last year, we beat Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl and then made it to Santa Clara and got kicked in the teeth by the Tigers. And I think I missed one game. We played Washington in 2016. In Atlanta. 
in Atlanta. Yep, and I missed that one. I don't claim to be Ryan Fowler, but Ryan, I need a round of applause. I'm right. It was on January 1st, 2011 at the Capital One Bowl as Alabama played Michigan State. A 49-7 victory. Yeah, they thumped Michigan State. Yep, they did. So that that one and the Independence Bowl, the famed Independence Bowl you mentioned, are the only two not-so-sexy bowl games Alabama's been to in the Saban dynasty, of which, according to Ron Fowler, this dynasty is going to keep going on? Oh, yeah. This weekend's SEC championship, it's the Dogs of Georgia and LSU. CBS is where you can tune in and see this starting at 4 o'clock Atlanta time. Let's get Ryan C. Fowler's thoughts on this matchup between the Dogs and those Tigers. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I was giving my best impersonation. Uh, of Coach we, we know who you are. You got Orgeron Itis. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? Uh, I I think uh, you know that's a guy that you know you talk about. I mean, he went two and twenty five at Ole Miss. Am I right? Two and twenty five? Is that right? I mean, no, that can't be right. Maybe right. look, maybe look. in conference games you could maybe, be right. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in conference games. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's conference. He beat games. Mississippi State and Kentucky. That's about all he could do. Okay, but 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 I mean, look at what he's done there. Uh, but I don't know if they've got a defense that can win a national title because uh, Ole, you know, Ohio State looks like the team that you know we could discuss this another day. But Justin Fields, I mean, you know, the debate is, I mean, should he really be eligible and you know, Kirby Smart moving to uh, Jeff Rom and choosing, you know, to go a different direction. Uh, that's a that's a big conversation too. So, but I, I like LSU to win the game. I think LSU will win the game. I just think they're the they're the better team. And offensively, uh, Kirby's got some issues, and that's what I'm talking about with Justin Fields and Ohio State. I mean, um, you know, he chose a quarterback, and you know, it's hard to to look at Jeff Rom or. or uh, and, and go another direction, but uh, Justin Fields is is uh, you know doing a pretty crazy stuff up at Ohio State, and you know might get an invitation to New York City. Yeah, with a loss, is Georgia out of the national championship race? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And who, who takes their spot? Well, I, I mean, it would have been Alabama if they could find a way to beat Auburn, but they uh, kind of fell on their face defensively. Well, what if? Georgia loses, Utah loses, and let's say Oklahoma loses to Baylor. Is there any chance, any yeah, chance guess, at all, Alabama could somehow end no, up in this thing? No, no, okay. no, no. So you think no, Baylor would get past Alabama? Probably, yeah, it would probably be Baylor. Um, but, I mean, I guess you got to look at, you know, that. I mean, well, well, I mean, you know, if you really want to get crazy, uh, and I what do. happens if, if Wisconsin beats Ohio State and Virginia beats Clemson, and uh, LSU gets beat by Georgia. Man, you got a jumbled up mess. But then, I guess that's what we wanted with college football playoffs. But even with that jumbled up mess, and that's why I'm not trying to sound like I'm crazy. I just want to sound like a delusional yeah. Alabama fan. Even with all that jumbled up mess, the Tide still ain't playing for a national championship. No. Okay. No, they're right. they're, they're playing for pride. <laughs> All well, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I, 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 hey, that's why we have you on. This is honest talk with Ryan Fowler here on the All Show. <laughs> 
But you're saying LSU is going to emerge victorious, and that's what we wanted to have from you, the big, bold projection from Ryan Fowler here on the Y'all Show. Again, this is a late afternoon. But on that that fourth spot, I'll take – let me just say, I'll take Utah. I'm just going to say, I think Utah beat Oregon. And so I I think that'll be the fourth spot. So I think it'll look like – and I don't know what LSU, if they'll get in that number one spot, but it'll be Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. I'm going to go with Utah. All right. There you have it from Ryan Fowler, again, host of the game on Tide 100.9 FM. Ryan, we appreciate you coming back on the Y'all Show and sharing your thoughts. It's always great to catch up with you. We probably won't be checking in with you before the end of the year, so a very early Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas to you guys, and it's always good when we talk a little football. And Let's do it again soon, John. I'd love to be able to get back on and dive a little deeper into the conversations, and we'll be talking about Tua, but uh, everybody have a wonderful Merry Christmas, and uh, no political correctness for me. No happy holidays, man. Merry Christmas all the way. Uh, if that bothers you, you can just go put the big boy pants, not you, but the big boy pants uh, on. And You guys have an awesome Christmas. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Ryan Fowler. And War Eagle to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> uh, I love his honesty. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to wrap things up. We've got Sports Land Yap here as the Y'all Kickoff Show comes to an end. And we'll take a quick look at the FCS playoffs round two. Where will some of our Southern teams be playing? And what times can you maybe tune in to ESPN3 and see some of these games? Hey, their games matter too. And we'll let you know all about the FCS playoffs. All that ahead as we close out this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000.
The college football lanyard portion of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show, is here. Hello, I'm John Rawl. It's our final segment of this championship weekend edition of YKS, Y'all Kickoff Show, the show all about Southern college football. Glad to have you aboard on this, our penultimate, I believe is the term, the next to the last show of the year. Next week will be our bowl prediction and bowl breakdown show of the y'all kickoff show and then we'll be gone until football season 2020 so enjoy what we have left here of the college football season all right right now in our college football lanyard portion before we get to from dixie we love to close it all out we're going to give the fcs ranks a little love first off there's a championship game going on in the fcs as alcorn state hosts the southern jaguars at Jack Spink Stadium in Alcorn State uh, in Lorman, Mississippi is where this game's going to be. It'll be on ESPNU if you want to tune in and see the Braves and the Jags. It'll be starting at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Alcorn State time as Alcorn State looks to win another SWAC championship. It's the SWAC championship. The winner of this goes on to that bowl game in Atlanta to take on the MEAC champion. But that's your FCS report on at least a championship game. Now, FCS football, as Alcorn and Southern and the MEAC teams don't have an opportunity to go to the playoffs, they don't go to the playoffs. They have their own celebration bowl in Atlanta. So everybody else plays for the FCS football championship, the national championship of 1AA. So this weekend, we've got round two of those playoffs. And Monmouth, the Big South champion, will be in Bridgeport Stadium in Harrisonburg, Virginia, to take on the Dukes of James Madison. This will be an early game, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central, on ESPN3, as James Madison, which won the national championship two years ago, looks to beat Monmouth and move on into the playoffs. The Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, remember they hosted ESPN Game Day a couple of weeks ago. The Jackrabbits will be having the Panthers of Northern Iowa come in to Dana J. Dykow Stadium for a game on ESPN3, set for 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. The Central Arkansas Bears, winners of the Southland Conference, have Illinois State. The Redbirds fly south to Conway, Arkansas for a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock kick on ESPN3. And if you tune into this one, don't adjust your television screens. Yes, the field there in Conway is a combination purple and I think it's more of a gray-silver color. Really strange. If you thought Boise was weird, (laughs) check out UCA's turf. Illinois State and UCA getting together in the second round of the FCS playoffs. Ooh, Ooh, the Kennesaw State Owls fly all the way out to Ogden, Utah, and Weber State will be hosting the Georgia School for a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Weber State time kick on ESPN3. The Lions of Southeastern Louisiana got a big win at Strawberry Stadium in round one against Villanova, and now the Lions reward. They go all the way out to Washington Grizzly Stadium in Missoula, Montana, and the Montana Grizzlies await a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock kick on espn three 
big day for football in the state of montana the montana state bobcats i think their name is they host albany in a game at bobcat stadium that's in bozeman montana three o'clock eastern two o'clock central on espn3 the bison of north dakota state the powerhouse of football i would argue maybe the powerhouse of all levels of football wouldn't you love to see north dakota state and i would say alabama but they're kind of yesterday's news right (laughs) right ryan fowler perhaps north dakota state and ohio state could get together and i'm saying go bison in that one nichols colonels the colonels they've got a forcade in the backfield their quarterback yes john forcade's son is i think his name's cade and the colonels will be going from thibodeau they'll be in their p rows and heading all the way out to the fargo dome for a game set for 3 30 eastern 2 30 central on espn3 in our final fcs playoff game the governors of austin p as coach husband has done a wonderful job in clarksville and his govs out of the ovc the champions of that conference will be in the state capital of california as hornet stadium awaits and sacramento state the hornets of sacramento state have a game against the governors out of clarksville tennessee a game set for nine o'clock eastern eight o'clock central and that would be six o'clock sacramento time check it out the govs and the hornets and that's our last fcs round two game of the week these teams are all competing to get to frisco texas in early january for the fcs national championship so don't forget about these guys i know we've got a bunch of big games in the fbs level but fcs football is fantastic and fun to watch and you can see it all on the espn3 platform if you have that subscription like i do always a great watch and some of these games are just as nail-biting as the big boys of college football speaking of the big boys remember you got all these games going on starting at high noon up until you get ready to tuck in for the night and enjoy your championship saturday of college football it's been our pleasure to walk you through it here on the y'all kickoff show i'm john rawl remember next week is our last show of the year it'll be our bowl preview and we have just got a fun way to close it out for you lined up until that time have a great saturday and remember you've been listening to the y'all kickoff show with your host john rawl from dixie with love is gonna get us to kickoff Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. 
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50.